Hey, this is Chris, and I am back with a new episode, and I am with a very dear old friend, uh, Denise Medrano. She's a London-based wine blogger and the wine buyer for the Grocery Wine Vault in Shoreditch, and that's where we are. We're at the uh, the Grocery Wine Vault in Shoreditch, and yep. uh, hey, how are hey. you? Good morning, Chris. Good, yeah, good morning. to see you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, wine blogger. Yes. I think uh, you are in this sort of lot of people that I know uh, that was one of the first sort of bloggers in London and you really took it and Yeah, yeah, wine. well I started, uh, well, t- well, 10 years ago actually, okay. I think it was 2008. Uh, right, yeah. Basically, uh, I started wine blogging because nobody else was blogging about wine from a non-professional point of view. Okay. So you had people like Jancis Robinson, Tim Atkins, mm-hmm. you know, they all had, you know, national platforms yeah. or in newspapers and things like that. But there was nobody actually in the trade, right. really, who was um, who was writing about it. Okay. So, and I was working just as a, a, a clerk in uh, Oddbins. So okay. I, was, I was a wine advisor. All right. Okay. And so basically, I and I was getting invitations to all of these events, and mm-hmm. nobody was writing about it. You know, wine tastings yeah. and you know trade events and things like that. So I thought, well, why don't I do it? Because you know, I can talk about it from my point of view, from mm-hmm. a kind of a layperson's point of view. Because okay. at this point, I wasn't really so much into wine. You know, I was getting into wine, but I hadn't started my uh, diploma, um, my WSCT or anything like okay. that. Okay. So, all right. Well, you say a layperson, but you yeah. were working in the wine industry. Yeah, yeah, You do yeah. have a certificate now. Can you tell yeah, a little bit about yeah. so, your wine background and yeah, well, qualifications? So actually, before I came to England, I was in Argentina, and I did a sommelier course there. Okay. But it was pretty much just all Argentine wines, and pretty much Malbec. <laughs> so, right. it wasn't, you know, back back then, there wasn't a lot of uh, a variety. It was, it was Malbec was the wine. So, I did my sommelier course there, and then I came to England. And when I came to London... I uh, started working for Oddbins, as many people did back in the day, mm-hmm. and, and they offered me the WSCT, so I did that. Okay, so yeah. I did the WSCT. Over in Bermondsey? Uh, no, actually, they had their own classes, so we okay. would do oh, it. Right. Oh, actually, okay. Yeah, we would oh, do cool. it in, yeah, so that was really right. cool. Uh, so I did up to the advanced, so I have the advanced certificate in WSCT. Okay, okay. But I really think that my blog was where I learned about wine. Okay, from traveling? From traveling, from just meeting the winemakers, I, had, I got so much access being a wine blogger in London because okay. everybody comes to London in the wine world. Yeah. All the winemakers, all the producers, all of the, the owners, they all come to London because this is the okay. place to be. And I mean, less so now, but still London is a, is a, is a hub okay. for wine. And to sort of confess my layperson approach to <laughs> podcasting, I did yes. not mention the <laughs> yeah. name of your blog, which is oh, The which Wine is? Sleuth. Right. So, and that's what it's been this whole time. Yep, thewinesleuth.co.uk. Okay. .co.uk. Yeah, because and there is an American. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Another oh, one all right. in Texas. Okay. So. okay. Don't go to his blog. No, no, no. We want to go to Denise's. <laughs> that's right. .co.uk. Anyway, right. so, so why is London so important uh, well, in the because, wine industry? Well, because historically, uh, England has never made wine. I mean, it's only in the last, what, 20 years. Yeah. So, and you know, the English like their drink. So, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, they do. I, I never noticed. <laughs> now and then they like to have a, you know. A drink. Uh, And so basically they just imported uh, everything. So, you know, port, uh, sherry, uh, Bordeaux, all of that was really because of the English. The English, if you look in Bordeaux, a lot of those uh, chateaux have English names. And why? Because the English and the Irish went there to make wine and to bring it back. And the same with sherry and port. Yeah, and and, and Madeira and all of those things. So so basically it was to satisfy the English uh, 
uh, quest for uh, for drink. So everybody started to come here, and, and you know, and this was where fine wines were and, and all of that. So that's how it started. And then I think it just kept on. You know, you had the oldest wine merchant in the world, mm -hmm. Barry Brothers and Rudd. Um, yeah, and then course, there's yeah. and there's a few others as well that have been around for hundreds of years. Yes. So you know, so that's I think as well why England is is such a hub, and it, it, it's a. And we have so many great restaurants and, and things like that mm -hmm. that people want to have their wines here. If you sure. get your wine here in a five-star hotel or a Michelin restaurant, you know, you can say, yeah, my wines are in London. Yeah. You know, That's even right. if you make 500 bottles, doesn't matter. Yeah, right, yeah. And do you, uh, do you think Londoners are, in general, knowledgeable about wine? Um, and even what does that mean <laughs> to be knowledgeable? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's really funny. Talking to consumers, I think it, in, in England for a long time, even though all the wine was here, it was really rather elitist. So, okay. you know, so Bordeaux has this reputation as being, you know, a, an elitist drink or something that only rich people would drink. Right. And it's only really been in the last, say, maybe 30 years, since the mm -hmm. 80s, I think, that wine has become a bit more democratic, yeah. where people are, ordinary people had access to wine. Because before it was quite expensive and, and people were drinking beer. Yeah. You know, but then all of a sudden, I think it was in the 80s. My English wine history is not so good because sure. I'm not English, but okay. I believe it was in the 80s where people started to, uh, where the supermarkets came in with all these cheap wine, you know, buy, you know, two for five pounds or two yeah. for ten or whatever it was for back sure. in the day. Uh, and that really opened up the wine. Okay. And also wine in pubs, too. So people started to drink wine because it was cheap, yeah. you know, and they thought, and, and maybe there was a, a, an element of sophistication as well, drinking a glass of wine, you know, so. Well, one thing, one thing I like particularly about your style and your approach, and I, I think I've learned some things from you, brothers, <laughs> is you do not have an elitist attitude about wine. I think you've got a great quote. It's just grape juice. Yeah, from yeah, grape it's juice. just old grape juice. And when you approach it that way, <laughs> then you can really sort of lighten up and just say, well, I like this taste, yeah. I don't like this taste, this tastes good with this. Yeah. So, I mean, you're approaching it that way. It's just, yeah. I like this, I, I want to share it with people. You yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It, right? Yeah, I think as well, you know, people always say to me, oh, I don't like wine, you know, or I don't know, I don't know anything about wine. And I always say to them, yeah, but you know what you like. Hmm. So if you start from there, yeah. you know, and I think as well, it's like when I'm recommending wines, when I'm talking to people about wine, it is, a, I suppose, kind of getting to know them because you have to ask them questions like, okay, so do you like sweet wine? Do you like fruity wine? Do you like dry? You know, and, and, and make it in a, and use words that are very easy to understand. If sure. I say, you know, I'm not going to say something like, oh, how much residual sugar do you like in your wine? <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, but if I say something like, well, do you like wine that's maybe a little bit on the sweeter side? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, some people say, oh, no, I really sure. like it very, very dry. I don't like fruit or I don't okay. like sweet or whatever. So that... That helps me because okay. I get a lot of people who come into the shop and they'll say, "I'm looking for a bottle of red wine." Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, I want it to taste good. Okay. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. you kind of have to dig down and find out what they're looking for. Are sure. They, are they just gonna drink it with you know a meal? Or are they gonna have it just with friends? You go into the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all about. I think buying wine is, is not just about going in and buying. I mean, of course it is yeah. for some people buying a cheap bottle of Blanc and just getting pissed, but. I think a lot of people as well want to enjoy wine, but they don't know how right. to communicate what they're looking for. Sure. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just saying to them, look, if you like wine, you know, don't be afraid of wine. If, like I, like sure, you said, yeah. you know, it's just old grape juice. The people who make it want to sell it. Yeah. Exactly. And the people who make it <laughs> yeah. love it. You yeah. know, and they want it. I think that's one of the things as well that got me into the wine trade was that everyone I know in the wine trade is so passionate about wine. The winemakers, the, the the owners, the you know the cellar rats, mm -hmm. even you know we all love wine, sure. and, and nobody's in the wine trade or in the wine business to make money. 
Okay, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the best way to make a small fortune exactly. in the wine industry is to start with a large fortune. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, that is so true. Yeah. You know, so uh, and and I have to say as well, everybody in the wine trade—they are the most generous people I've ever met okay. in my life. You know, and they, they just want to share their wine. Okay. You know, so okay. I think that that's. That's something that's also I find attractive because I'm the same. You know, if mm-hmm. I find one, I'm like, oh, you have to try this wine; it's so good. You know, or it's like I have a lot of uh, at the moment. I've got a lot of Slovakian wines. Oh, Slovakia right. is okay. Yeah, they've been making wines for centuries, sure, but yeah. nobody really knew okay. about it. And then with communism and everything, obviously it was all just huge co-ops. Yeah. So it took quite a concrete few bottles. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah, concrete <laughs> bottles, you know, boxes, you know, <laughs> bag in concrete box, that sort uh, of thing. So, okay. so. Um, but now they've, you know, it's been like 30 or 40 years since the end of communism. So, or no, wait, when was it? 90? Yeah. So anyway, it's been well, a while. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so now they've actually broken up the co-ops. The old families have gotten their land back. And, and they're making really interesting okay. wines. You know? okay. So that's something that I tried to Similar to maybe before. what's happening in Georgia, Moldova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, all of Eastern Europe. So, okay. so Slovakia, as you know, used to be part of Czechoslovakia. Yeah. So the Czech Republic as well, they have their own wine industry, um, and they're doing very similar grapes because the, the the climate and the terroir is very similar. But in Slovakia, it's more um, volcanic, okay. which I didn't know. Yeah. Who knew there was huh. volcanic soils in Slovakia? Somebody. It's crazy, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, so. yeah. I had a very nice Slovenian uh, riesling last night, ah, and it was yeah. uh, not sort of the colio near it, yeah. very yeah, early, yeah, but yeah. more the sort of karst. Uh-huh, right. For the side stuff. of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mineral, very nice. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. is when people get Slovakia and Slovenia uh, yeah. mixed up, you know. And, and I had a, the winemaker, the Slovakian winemaker was here last week. And he said, you know, Slovenia is 600 kilometers south of us. Yeah, right, <laughs> Just yeah. to, you know, to... To make sure that people know, so um, well, people are into the slow food movement. Well, so maybe slow yeah, wine too, slow right? wine, Slovakia, yeah. Slovenia. Yeah. You know, I but don't are know. people are they seeking out these new areas and unfamiliar I things? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially here, I think, and, and I've tried to build a sort of you know a list of wines that you have interesting yeah. stuff. So we've got stuff from Slovakia. I have stuff from Bulgaria. I have a, an extensive um, orange wine collection. Mm. So orange wines again are something very very different something yeah. that's been around for hundreds of years because uh, that's georgia they used that's what they did they did sure. orange wines okay and orange wines basically are it's white wine that's been left on the skins okay because normally you take you don't put the white wine on the skins at all okay because when you do that you get tannins and that's not what you want in white wine red okay. wine yes yeah. white wine no so, so it's like a premature red wine is that a good way to uh, see it or? Well, it's more like a white red wine Okay. <laughs> so okay. To, to say because it's not premature because it, it's actually left on the skin. So for example, red wine you leave it yeah. on the skins because you want color and tannin. Yeah. Right. White wine you don't want color and mm. you don't want tannin. Yeah. So if you leave it on the skins, you do get and that's why it's called orange wine because it's not a clear. You know, often you know right, white wines are clear and yellow, sort of, yeah. pale. Yeah. It's usually dark. It can be almost an orange color. It can be reddish. Okay. I have a Pinot Gris right there. You can oh, really? see. I can see that. And it's it's it looks like a very Magic light podcasting. Yeah, exactly. Can you see that? <laughs> it people? looks orange. Yeah, so, so you know. So that that's kind of the whole thing about uh, orange wines, and they're very interesting. They're very. They don't taste like white wine. Okay. They're spicy. They have tannins. They've got like uh, really ripe fruits, and you know, usually your white wines mm-hmm. are going to be either they're creamy and and you yeah. know fruity and with lots of um, like apricot and. and uh, peaches and things like that or they're citrusy with lots of grapefruit yeah. and uh, you know so they're very very different 
but they're great okay. food wines. All right, okay, okay. I really okay. like them with food. Drinking them on their own is a little bit, you know, some some are good. Yeah. But I think with food, they're, they're amazing. For, okay, they're they are made for okay. food. Yeah. All absolutely. right. And what should what would be like one basic tip for someone who feels intimidated about walking even into a supermarket and yeah. picking up the right bottle of wine? What what should they uh, keep in mind? Well, I think I think supermarkets are doing a pretty good job of descriptions. Okay. You know, because like if you go into Sainsbury's, for example, and you see uh, they have like light and fruity, yeah. and you know, so that is a really good way to. Okay. You know, so I think the supermarkets have a pretty good handle on. If you just mm. want something in supermarkets, it's quite easy to All do. Right. If you want something from more specialized specialist, yeah. you know, our wine merchant, I would say just talk to your wine merchant. Okay. You know, I mean, I find ninety nine percent of the people who work in wine shop, or, well, no, wait, 95%, <laughs> let's amend that bit, okay. uh, are very friendly and they just want to sell, not just sell you wine, but they want to sell you the right wine. They're passionate about it. Yes. Yeah, so they they, they're they, looking for an opportunity yeah, to share. They're looking for an opportunity yeah. to talk about wine. Yeah. I feel sorry sometimes for my customers because I think I talk too much about wine. <laughs> not at all, not at all. No. But I would say, you know, if you want to just go in and, and just say, you know, I'm what they say to me all the time, I'm just looking for a nice wine. And just have a chat, you know. Okay. And and we do tastings, and a lot of wine shops do that as well. Um, or they'll have wine, you know, open behind the bar. Like we have a little wine bar here, mm -hmm. so okay. I often give people just samples, yeah, so they can taste it. And and that's a really good way as you well. You do tastings here as well. Yeah, yeah, right? we do tastings here every Friday. Okay. From six to nine, and it's free. Free. The free wine. Free. That's that's free one of my wine. favorite yeah, appellations. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, but that's the great way because also when you give them a taste, if they like it, then that tells me, bam, okay, I know these people like this style of yeah. wine, and then I can go look in my on my shelves and I say, okay, you're gonna like this, this, and this, and you want, okay. you're not gonna like this, and you're not gonna like that. So, right. you know, wine tasting, and also, yeah, go to as many wine tastings as possible. Okay, just that's learn and enjoy. That's how you know. Try, that's yeah. really how I learned. Just okay. going to wine tastings and talking. And like I said, everybody in the wine trade, you know, we love wine and we want people to drink mm -hmm. wine. Okay. So, yeah. so where did you, what was the last wine related trip you went on? Uh, I was just in Italy. Okay. As a matter of fact, I went to uh, Tuscany, mm. which was very nice. Yes. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Some, I went to Chianti uh, okay. and uh, Bulgari, which is Bulgari, where all the super yeah, Tuscans come course, from. Yeah. And Maremma, which is, uh, again, there were some super Tuscans uh, there and they do Sangiovese as well. Uh, right, okay. And what else did I have? Uh, some white Vermentino. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, and then actually next month I'm going to Slovakia. All right. Okay. To see the volcanic soils. Oh, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. and and to meet the winemakers and, and there's a lot of young winemakers in Slovakia. So okay. and they're doing a lot of really interesting things. Well, the, now, now I'm thinking about what how you would get to Slovakia. Is it similar to Austrian wines? Well, some of the grapes are. Okay. Yeah. But they also have a lot of indigenous grapes. Right. So grapes that are native to uh, Slovakia. Yeah, that okay. You can only find there, like, wow. probably because they've died out in other regions sure, yeah. or, or they're very specific to this particular terroir, okay. to, the, to the soil, to the area. Mm, okay. So, um, but yeah, they do. Um, I've got Vatliner here. I've got a Pinot Grigio. Uh, but then I've got wines like Pesianka Leonka. It's a grape so? I never okay. <laughs> ever heard of. Uh, is it good? Yeah, it's actually really good. Is it good. red, white? It's white. Okay. Uh, and then there's another one, Frankov Frankovka. I can't even pronounce the yeah. second word. But anyway, so really interesting stuff. Well, more and more, that's what appeals to me is interesting wine. Yeah. You know, and like, oh, this grape from this one little corner of this one little country, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's what's fun for me now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. I've, I've got my favorites. I know what I like, but I want to keep learning and just 
the just the terroir and learning yeah. this place tastes like this. this exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Whether it's in the minerality or not, or the slate or the, the sand, the yeah. clay, whatever is is you know. But also you know the climate and because it's just so interesting how the wines can change, even if you're in the same you know region just based on elevation. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Because you know, that's yeah, a big uh, factor in winemaking yeah. as well. Uh, so we go to Burgundy and like even just oh yeah five feet over there is oh, the Grand Cru. Yeah, five yeah. feet over there is the villa. You know, it's the like village. The or this, yeah. this is the stuff that we give yeah. to the to the workers. Yeah. Right? yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. That's so fascinating. Yeah, to me. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so you know so I think that that's that's um, that's what's really uh, really interesting. You know, okay. going to those regions and in Italy was great because uh, you know it was just different. In Chianti, you know, you have these. Um, these big rocks, you know, uh, called, they're not galettes, but they're like galettes in the realm. You know, okay, the galettes yeah, yeah. are like the pudding bowl. Yeah, yeah. But they're more sort of... Oops. Welcome to Shoreditch. Yes, yeah. welcome to Shoreditch. <laughs> uh, but but they have these rocks, you okay, know, yeah. so it's a different, and it's more clay, and, and, and then you go somewhere else and there's no rocks, you know, so okay. it's all really, it's very interesting. All right. I find it interesting. Well, that, 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 that I think you've said this word now a, a number of times interesting yes. so you've been at this a decade yes wine is still interesting oh what you'll never Why? you'll never learn or you'll never know nobody knows everything there's to know about wine okay because it's always there's always something new to discover there's yeah. a new grape there's a new way of making wine or maybe there's an old way of making wine that people have rediscovered so orange wine is a really mm-hmm. good example of that ancient but new ancient yeah. but new and, and also me. different but also, it's, it's also about different techniques. So, yeah. for example, back in Italy in the 70s, they used concrete tanks. Yeah. Then they got rid of them. Yeah. And now they're bringing them back. Right, okay. So, you know, and it's also about, and it's really the difference in the wines that are made in concrete tanks versus wines that were made in, say, old oak barrels. Yeah. And how does oak affect it? And, and, for example, Champagne is another region where they used to make all their champagne in oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Then they decided, oh, you know what, we actually, maybe there was, it was too oxidized, the styles yeah. changed. So they went to stainless steel. So now everything was made in stainless steel. Right, yeah. And now you've got winemakers who are saying, oh, wait a minute, actually, we kind of liked the oak. Mm. So now they're starting to do it in oak again. Right. Not a lot of them, but the, but you, are, you yeah. can get now. And I do a lot of, in the shop, we have a lot of grower champagne. Okay. And the grower champagnes, they use oak barrels. And it really just makes the wine completely different from what it used to be. Sure. You know? So that's another thing. So wine is always evolving, always changing. It's not static, and I think that's the thing, is in the bottle, it's not static either. Mm-hmm. And, and what's amazing about wine is that you look at the bottle, and they've done a test and experiments and all sorts of stuff, and you still don't know how it works. Right, yeah. Still don't know how it ages, or why it ages, or, you know, that's why there's this whole debate One about... One cork has slightly larger particles than another, Yeah, between cork and screw cap and all the different kinds of closures, there's yeah. not just screw cap. You've got the diadem, you've got, um, I have some wines with um, glass forks. Okay. Uh, you can see I've also got those, um, again, uh, magic, <laughs> magic with yeah, the with, tops, yeah, yeah, with the crown crown caps, you know, and, and that all affects how wine ages as well. So what is the winemaker trying to achieve right. if they, even just the closure is something that is something And if it's something important. for the table tonight, that's fine, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, the thing is, you can have anything like that on the table. You can have a crown cap, you can have a screw cap, you can have a okay. cork, you can have whatever. It's just... And you don't have to pay a fortune? And you don't have to pay a fortune. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but the thing about wine is nobody knows everything. Even, you know, people like Jensen's Robinson, Tim, they're always, if you ask them, yeah. they'll say the same. Okay. They'll say... Wine is always changing, always learning about wine. People will never know everything there is to know about wine. And that's why I think it's such a 
fascinating book. And I think that's okay. kind of what drew me to it because I'm very easily bored. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. We but share with that, wine, yeah. yeah, but with wine, it's impossible because there's always something new, yeah. you know, and something different or something that I never had before. Okay. You know, so. And if people want to find out more about you, uh, uh, yeah, the, they can the wine sleuth.co.uk. The wine sleuth.co.uk. And social, whatever. Uh, social, I'm at the wine sleuth okay. on Instagram, uh, Twitter, okay. and Facebook. Okay, and then if we want to find out more about the about grocery, the grocery um, wine vault, yeah. So it's the grocery wine vault uh, dot com. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can come down. We're at 52-54 Kingsland Road in Shoreditch, mm-hmm. right. right next to all of the Vietnamese restaurants. Yes. So you can't miss us. Vino Verde is a good one for Vietnamese, right? Vino Verde and Riesling as And well. Riesling's, okay. I have some really nice German Rieslings that go really well. All right. So there you go. This sounds like a night out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Pop in here first and then Vietnamese. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank Great you, Great catching up with you. All right. Thanks.